0: Welcome to the Long and Short of The Week Ahead, a production of Urizen SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of The Week Ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Urizen SLJ Capital, and I'm joined by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. Great to have you here with us again.
1: Thanks very much, Matt. Great to be here.
0: So as we look at The Week Ahead um, and judging on the activities and uh, news flow from last week. Um, it's probably fair to say that a lot of what we're going to be looking at is is framed by the the, the new COVID variant, um, although new not as in the the Greek letter, but um, Omicron uh, as it's been called. How do you see this impacting markets over the course of the next week?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much, Matt. Uh, you know, I think there are a number of key. Uh, events and themes to focus on next week, uh, many of which will certainly be framed uh, by the news flow uh, surrounding the new COVID variant. Uh, You know, specifically with respect to uh, spread, um, you know, in in South Africa uh, over the weekend, the data will be very closely watched uh, as far as uh, cases uh, and particular hospitalizations. Uh, With respect to the severity, um, you know, so far the dominant narrative uh, has been uh, kind of relatively mild symptoms, uh, but that will be watched closely, particularly in relation to juveniles or or young children. Uh, You know, there's certainly some potential uncertainty there, Uh, but bad news on that front is likely to bring certainly a more severe uh, government fiscal response. Um, And finally, with respect to the vaccine, uh, vaccine and therapeutic uh, efficacy, um, you know, so far signs on both fronts have been relatively positive uh, and we remain certainly in the uh, glass half full camp uh, from a market perspective, the key focus is on understanding how uh, the new variant impacts the central bank reaction function. You know, as we discussed in this week's blog, uh, it's even more interesting uh, in combination with the recent post-renomination Powell hawkish pivot. Uh, you know, we retain uh, the view that the Fed remains behind the curve and that the market is behind the Fed, uh, particularly if you take the view uh, that Omicron uh, is a further inflationary development. You know, simply put, the Fed. While debating an expedited taper, are still easing, uh, albeit a potentially increasingly diminished pace. However, with inflation running hot, um, unemployment falling sharply uh, towards target, uh, it remains our view that uh, the Fed remains significantly behind the curve. Uh, Markets so far uh, are only really pricing uh, a return to pre-COVID rate levels uh, in the US uh, by the end of 2023. uh, And we see uh, risk premium in the belly of the curve uh, are certainly warranted from here going forwards. Uh, Friday's CPI print uh, for November will certainly focus markets' attention in this regard. Secondly, uh, we also get more European sentiment data. I think that's going to be important. Sentix uh, investor confidence uh, for December on Monday and German ZEW data for December on Tuesday. They will be of key interest. Now, Europe is currently facing a more acute COVID wave uh, and an inflation dynamic that is driven uh, largely uh, or more so uh, by supply side factors to a greater degree than demand factors, unlike uh, the US, where we see significant excess demand. Now, this is an awkward combination for the ECB. Uh, this continues to push back uh, against the prospect of rate hikes in 2022, however small. And it's worth noting uh, that ECB rates are still Uh, or even already, uh, depending on your perspective, at pre-COVID levels. Now, this awkwardness uh, is made worse by the fact that uh, the divergence within the region is growing in terms of inflation and growth and in terms of debt dynamics uh, between Eurozone member states, uh, all of which make decisions of the governing council at the December meeting very interesting. Uh, The German end of the spectrum may soon demand Uh, some monetary tightening or an inflation reprieve, if you will. Uh, However, this is likely or this likely comes about uh, through the removal of support for peripheral bond markets Uh, and against the backdrop of wider credit differentials and wider growth differentials. uh, This really is a complicated backdrop uh, for the ECB. And then thirdly, uh, if, if, if US loose fiscal policy and tighter monetary policy argues in favor of a stronger dollar, as we would certainly argue, uh, and European monetary constraints damp European, uh, the euro potential, uh, then sterling is likely somewhere in the middle. Uh, next week, we get UK monthly GDP for October. There'll be an important figure to watch. And Bank of England inflation attitude survey. Uh, you know These are both key uh, to the rate hike debate in the UK. Now, we retain the view that the Bank of England liftoff is in February, uh, on the basis that the unemployment rate uh, growth, the COVID situation, are all likely to, uh, unlikely uh, to be clear in December, uh, and the Bank of England is likely to await uh, new quarterly forecasts in February. Uh, the Omicron variant uh, is uh, likely to increase uncertainty in the short term uh, and therefore reinforce this view. Uh, rate hikes, uh, albeit modest uh, and uh, almost certainly less than is priced in by the market currently, they will come from the Bank of England, Uh, But with some fiscal tightening next year, uh, notwithstanding the Omicron impact, uh, this likely leaves the near-term growth relatively pedestrian in the UK, uh, despite some encouraging global capital flows and investment. So sterling likely remains heavy, uh, certainly versus the dollar, at least in the near term, uh, as a slightly less favourable fiscal uh, and growth dynamic uh, weighs out.
0: Thank you, Neil. Uh, Yeah, certainly a lot to be watching out for in the week ahead. In the meantime, with the, uh, the the weekend separating us and uh, a return to work, um, what have you got your eye on over the weekend?
1: Absolutely, yeah, Matt. It's another fascinating weekend of sport. Of course, the build-up to the Ashes, some of the warm-up games in Australia from England, uh, the excitement is really building there. Uh, and live from the Barbican Centre in York, uh, we have the UK Snooker Championships, part of the trifecta of, of World Snooker. Uh, And on the football front, uh, Premiership is back again uh, after the midweek games uh, with West Ham, Chelsea uh, and uh, Manchester United, Crystal Palace for me, uh, the big games of the weekend. But ultimately, uh, the big event uh, has to be the Formula One uh, back for the penultimate GP uh, of this incredible season. Uh, A win for Lewis would take it right down to the wire. Uh, And we've said it before, but this really is uh, a movie in the making. Uh, You know, heated rivalry, crashes. A pandemic uh, just throwing a couple of dinosaurs and zombies uh, and i'm sure you'd have a, uh, a box office smash uh, the action comes from saudi arabia this weekend uh, and uh, will take place uh, against the backdrop of the sad loss uh, of legendary uh, sir frank williams
0: absolutely well thank you once again neil for joining us uh, and outlining your thoughts on the week ahead we look forward to catching up with you again next week it's been a pleasure thanks matt Further insights are available on our website, horizonsljcapitalcom forward slash insights. We look forward to you joining us again next week for more insights into macroeconomic events and the long and short of the week ahead.